Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy gang. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hi, mamas. It's Jamie. And Jenna. (laughs) Welcome to Mama Said. Let's get right into it because it's the day we've all been waiting for. Jill Spivak's here, but we're going to- Our guru for everything. (laughs) Our everything. So, okay, Jenna and I are just going to get to our win fails because we have so much to talk about with her. So, I'll start. Mommy win. (laughs) Mommy fail. My win fails both involve patience. So my win is lately in that witching hour between 4.30 and 6 before bath when I know the end is near and like, and everything is just kind of happening with the two of them. I stayed super calm. It's, you know, so Bo really just pushes me and tries me because he's home from school. He's home from, if he had an activity and it's just like, like that last bit of energy from the day and hanging on before dinner, I can't feed him snacks. And it's the most difficult time ever with him. And I've stayed super calm through the tantrums, through it all. And as hard as it's been for me, it has benefited the two of us tremendously because he's giving up a lot sooner. He's understanding that I stay firm. I'm not yelling. We're not fighting. It's been way more harmonious. I'm not claiming to be perfect, but it's been a really conscious effort on my part because it's not my instinct and I'm proud of us. So I take that as my win. My fail, however, is I did lose patience, but it's because of me and my MS and I feel terrible and I've been beating myself up about this. So I took Bo to the Hollywood Bowl to see one of my best friends, Leah Michelle, play Ariel. It was an incredible moment. We got there early and because of my MS, I have a handicap pass. I don't use it all the time, but in there's places where I know there's going to be long walks, I use it because I need it. And I was alone with Bo. And so when we got there at seven, I thought it was early enough. It's a complete shit show. If you've ever been to a show at the Hollywood Bowl, mm-hmm. they made me park all the way up this hill, all the way back in this tandem parking. I have Lee Michelle's wedding gift in my arms. I've got Bo in my hand. And he's at this age, like I've said in the show, that he's asking a lot of questions like yeah. about everything. What is that? What is this? What is that? What is this? And I am gritting my teeth for literally the mile walk that I have. And mm-hmm. The longer I walk, the more I limp, the more difficulty I have. And I'm holding his hand literally for balance. And I just like lost it on him. I'm like, Bo, please just shut up. Please stop talking to me. Please, please, please. And I felt so bad because I know he felt really bad. But like in those types of moments, like I don't know... Like I'm surviving, like, yeah. I, it, and it's like it's a fail. Should it not be a fail? Because it's it's some of it's out of my hands, but it just fucking sucked. It just sucked. Mm-hmm. It was just like a really shitty moment for me because look, the rest of the night was magical and amazing. He had the time of his life. I linked up with my friends, so the rest of the night was great. And then Leah drove us to my car at the end of the night, and everything was great. And we got to go backstage, and he got to go on stage. So he forgot about it all, mm-hmm. but I didn't. And it's just, you know, those are the moments where. Look, 
I'm still proud I did it. Even when I got to the chair, my friend was like, I'm so proud of you. My friend Lindsay, like, you did it. Jamie, like, stop crying. You did it. You made the walk. He's here. He's happy. He's eating popcorn. He's I'm crying now. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, those are the things. But it, look, I have a lot of pride and I won't let anyone. I Those are my moments that I want with him. I want those mm-hmm. mommy son moments. But I just feel like I need to learn how to handle them a little bit better. So that was my fail. Sorry to be all sad. <laughs> Jenna's uh, Okay. Me. You're amazing, Jamie. Oh, it's, it's, I, I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, that you do so much as a mom and you're always go, 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 but it's so hard for you. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that because you literally are everywhere at all times with your kids and so hands on. So you don't really let your MS, you know, affect your life. Yeah. But those little times that it's just so hard, you're allowed to lose it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think Bo, under, and I think Bo is such a smart boy and he, he knows, I, 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 <clears throat> I, I know that he knows yeah. deep down that you're frustrated and it's not him. It's something that you're dealing with and you could, of course, <laughs> oh, thanks. Travis, tissues are here. Tissues. And I think he would love that, you know, I'm sure you said something to him. I'm, I'm sure. Of course, you know, of course. And, and he does, he does get it and, you know, I think I've said this before. I think if anything, in the end of the day, because I always worry about what my MS is going to take away from my kids. But I do think that it's, if anything, I'm creating a much more considerate, conscious little boy because he's just very aware of of me and my struggles and my triumphs. Because sometimes he'll be like, Mommy, you're walking really strong today. Like, he he's... He's awesome. He's That's the best. special. I yeah. think it is special. I think he's more compassionate because of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And That's the word. Yeah. Lighten it up, please. Um, <laughs> well, this is my fail and we'll go into my win. Neil and I got into this fight. We always kind of have the same type of arguments. We haven't really figured out how to nip them in the bud. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always about the same stuff. It's always about like the fight of who gets more time, like the fight of you do this, you do that. It's always a struggle. And like, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if the answer is like get more help, but like we can't just get more help because that's more money. So like, yeah. it's always like an argument. So we're constantly bickering. And the other day we got in the car and I actually don't even remember what it was about because I actually, I move on really quickly. Like once we say sorry, I move on and I and I just go. I don't let things dwell. He, neither does he. Good. Um, but we got into it in the car and, and I said, I got so upset that I said, F you, like, but the whole thing. And Neil came back. He was like, what did you just say? And I was like, what did I just do? Like, I just said, F you in front of my kids. I mean, Daisy's like, la la la. But yeah. Milo's like, Milo's deer in the headlights. His eyes are like this. He's seeing us argue. And like, we keep going and we're saying, let's just stop and do this later. And he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, no. And he's like, you can't say that to me. And I'm like, okay, let's end it. And it kept going and going and going. And poor Milo, I just looked back and he's just sitting there like kind of with sad eyes. And he's seeing us argue. And so we kind of like stopped for a second. We were like in the car driving at this point. And I said to Neil and I like kind of pinched him and I was like, Neil, I'm really sorry for what just happened. And I like pinched him so he could do it back to me. He's like, okay, I'm, I'm really sorry that I got aggravated. And this is my, this is my win. win. Because I was going to say, this is it a was, win. It was really shitty and it was really bad at first. And I think Milo got scared. Um, he sees us argue, but this was like a bad one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, F you. But I said it. And I said, look, like, I'm sorry we fought. Let's kiss him. Makeup and like I kissed him and he kissed me and and 
and I looked at Milo, who was still like deer in the headlights. And I was like, I'm sorry that mommy, daddy fought. I was like, I think I'm just really tired. And like, daddy is super stressed because of work. And sometimes we don't know how to get out our emotions. So we start yelling at each other, but then we stop and we realize that we still love each other. And Milo was like, all right, let's go to the park. What so, a good teaching les- moment for you though. So yeah, it was, I've never done that. I've never said F- you in, in front, front of, of my kids. kids. I was like, ever? Oh, I, I say it all day long. <laughs> no, but I really, like, I was like really pissed yeah. and, and at something. And I, I felt, it was one of those things, I can't remember what it was. I felt like I didn't deserve what just, what he just yeah. did to me. And when I get really like defensive, when I know I'm not guilty, I'm like, you. And, of course. And that's what happened. It was in front of the kids. And I felt terrible, but we resolved it. But, you know, but he done can, he'll have that moment to reflect back on. Even when you guys are disagreeing about something, I feel like you and Milo. Yeah, for sure. Do you know what I mean? For you sure. Can, you can call back to it if you need to. Yeah, absolutely. I thought you handled it really well. Thanks, Jay. All right. We're going to take a quick break because you guys, like I said, our everything is here. Jill's be back. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, mamas. So let's talk about this beautiful home decor brand, The Citizenry. So The Citizenry is a socially conscious home decor brand, which I have loved for a long time. And uh, they bring time-tested craftsmanship to the modern home. And I actually have a beautiful pillow. Me too. Uh, where did you How put it? How good does your bed look? On it's, my bed. I, I put it on my couch, actually, oh. because we have a white linen couch and it looks beyond gorgeous. It's totally elevated, like my plain, simple, boring yeah, bed. And it feels good on the back. And so I'm so happy of that beautiful addition. But anyway, they travel around the globe and they partner with amazing artisans to create designs with a soul and a story and a purpose. And it's a really beautiful brand. Yes. And each pillow is hand dyed with all natural dyes, such as native plant extracts. So we've got no chemicals here, which we know we all like to hear. And yes. every dollar you spend supports fair wages, safe working environments, and is a direct investment into artisan entrepreneurs. And the Citizenry donates 10% of proceeds directly back into artisan communities around the globe to help these entrepreneurs take their businesses to new heights. For a $50 gift voucher toward your first purchase of $200 or more, go to citizenrypodcast.com and enter Mama. Again, that's C-I-T-I-Z-E-N-R-Y podcast.com and enter code MAMA. We are back with our own personal guide through all things mommy, right? Jill Spivak. God. My For God. those of you who don't know Jill, I'm going to give you a quick background on her. She began her career as a psychotherapist at Cedar sinai Medical Center Early Childhood Department, and then as a mother of two, went on to develop a subspecialty in pediatric sleep disorders while experiencing sleep problems with her own little child. Then in 2003, Jill and her partner, Jennifer, recognized that today's parents sought to do their best, yet were lacking the essential support about education and sense of community, which inspired them to create Sleepy Planet Parenting. She's a co-author of The Sleepy Easy Solution and is just the absolute best. Please welcome Jill Spivak. Thank you, girls. Um, Jill, so happy you're so here. Much. We're thank so happy you. you're I'm here. So happy to be here. And I feel I, like you want to talk to us. Oh, about she wanted to chime in about our mommy wins and fails. <laughs> yes. So. I mean, both of you, you had, there's a theme in what is going on for both of you. And I just, I'm, I'm like sitting here chomping at the bit, like dying to say something. And so I guess what I want to say about what you both said is that this is parenting, you guys. Parenting is not 
perfection, nor would we ever want it to be. If mm-hmm. our kids saw us acting like Stepford wives all day, they would think that their emotions, if they have any big ones, mm-hmm. which is completely normal in, in as being, in, you know, in, uh, being human, um, was bad and wrong and weird and awful and shameful and all of that. They have to see their parents being human sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You cannot operate like this, you know, perfect, like calm. I mean, I believe in calm and we'll talk all about that, I'm sure, at some point. But you guys had a moment. Mm-hmm. Your children are going to have their moments. They're going to me- make mistakes. They're going to be mean. They're going to yell. They're going to have a meltdown. They might curse one day. And what I'm you sure showed them was this is part of being human, and you can circle back and repair that mm-hmm. in relationships. And that we want our kids to see this stuff sometimes. We yeah. want them to, as screwed up as that sounds, the fact that you lost it when there was all this chaos and you're at the Hollywood Bowl is normal. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. It's not even about MS, Jamie. Yeah. It's about being normal yeah. and just like being human. Yeah. And your kids need to see that. And then they need to see you come back, whether it's that day, whether it's the next day, they saw mommy and daddy screaming and yelling, you know what, sweetie? I'm sorry that you saw mommy and daddy get so mad, but we were really mad. And we probably should have used our inside voices mm-hmm. and talked to each other instead mm-hmm. of yelling. But sometimes that happens. And remember that time when you really wanted candy and mommy said, I'm sorry, sweetie. You know, you already had six lollipops. I think I'm going to stop now because you're going to get a tummy ache. And you got so mad and you said, I hate you, mommy, and you're the meanest mommy. Sometimes people feel that way. But the good thing is we can come back and we can say, I'm sorry I said it that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This is life, you guys. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourselves. Yeah. I know. No, it's, hard in, it's hard in the moment. I know. This is why we love her, you guys, because yeah. she just makes it all make sense. I mean, and because I think because we hear about like all these tools of, of and ways that you could be and should be and, Ugh. you know, conscious of the like <laughs> you feel like you can't be human. Yeah. Right. And, it's, and look, there, look, there are people that have all kinds of advice. It's easy sitting in this chair and giving all kinds of advice. Mm-hmm. But you also have to look at the reality. And I have the benefit because my kids are older of looking back in hindsight and, and seeing kind of how this all ends up being right. in the end. Right. You guys are still in the little kid phase. I have mm-hmm. kids that are now in their early 20s. So one of the things I can promise you is the guilt that we have <laughs> when our kids are little about every little thing we do and the fact that we went out on date night and the fact that we went on a trip with our husband. And, you know, it it amounts to nothing mm-hmm. as long as it's not extreme. And you kind of say to yourself, why did I put myself through all that? Right. Yeah. Ugh. I feel right. like we can end the episode <laughs> I, right yeah, now. I know. <laughs> I, again, I have the chills. I, I think one thing that... You know, I've been in Mommy Me with you from day one with Milo and then Daisy. Same. And, and exactly. And I just will always remember you kept saying, go out on that date. Like, go out yeah. on date night. Go on a vacation. Go leave your kid with a nanny. Yeah. Go do something fun. And you you were my inner dialogue throughout my, throughout my permission. entire... Yeah. You're probably like a lot of the reason why Jenna and I are here. I mean... For sure. Because I feel like we want to continue what you've given mm-hmm. us, the gift of just like giving moms permission to just yes. admit what we think are our faults and just realize you're not alone and that we're all going through this. This mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I we love just basically continue everything that you've done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even said That's something... So Jill needs a call-in show. I know. Well, you'll <laughs> oh, be... Oh, God. 
you'll be, be a number re- one for sure. <laughs> She'll be a reoccurring guest yes, on our show. She, she will be. But anyway, thank you. Thank you for making us feel normal. Of course. Okay. You are very normal. Thank you. <laughs> so moving on from Jenna and I, and to be about for everybody, um, we are going to talk about screen time, all different types of screen time, right, Jill? Like phones, TVs, yeah. iPads, because I think there's like a lot of dialogue out there that makes us feel all really bad. And to me, my personal thing is like the iPad or TV or movies has just been a source of like survival for me in moments where I just need the break or I just need a few minutes or I need Bo to cool down. Mm-hmm. I know, Jenna, you talked about that too. Yeah. But we can feel like people are so harsh about it that we are being terrible mothers. Uh-huh. I Yeah. <laughs> I Look, I don't think any – I actually don't judge. Like I don't care if you sit your kid in front of a TV for three hours. Well, actually, that's not true. I judge a little. Mm-hmm. I would judge if a mom sat their kid in front of a TV all day. Yeah. I would judge. Yeah. Not going to lie. Right. Um, unless they're on an I airplane. Did. Unless they're on an airplane. Oh, God. Um, Please. I mean, Please all day. Uh, I do airplane, too. Right, right. I read a bunch of stuff on, like, what screen time can do. Well, there's two folds here. One I want to mention, I don't know what the majority of the questions are we have, but I want to also, I have a huge problem, and I'm happy you're here because we, my husband and I, need to put our phones away. So that's part of the episode. Yeah. I need to put my phone away because I don't want my kid to ever think that my phone or my husband's phone is more important than their, you know, being an, an attention. So that's a huge problem in my house that yeah. I need to fix. I think that is, that is... To me, out of, you know, when you're talking about both issues, when you're talking about how much screen time for kids and then how you're managing technology's influence on yes. family life and your children's perception of their importance to you, mm. that second one to me is is almost more important to talk about. Can we start with that? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's one yeah. of the hardest I things. Found a tr- I found a trick, but Jill, you, I want you to dive into this because okay. what you yeah. have to say is way more important. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. We When I used to talk about technology in groups, it was like a bonus. To, you know, I run these parenting groups that are weekly and we do all different topics. And when I used to talk about technology or TV, it was really what it was at the time, or videos, it was like this like bonus talk that we'd give. And, and you know, and now obviously technology has taken over our lives in so many ways. And it's not all bad. You know, there's a lot that we do for our children on our technology. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that we do, you know, just to organize our lives and, and whatnot and communicate with people and work and whatnot. And, and you know, technology is here to stay. It's not something that we're going to say like, okay, so like every parent get off your technology forever right, right now. Right. You know, that's ridiculous. This is a part, it's, it's kind of like sweets. It's like, how do we have sweets in our life and manage it, uh-huh. but without completely avoiding it, which is unrealistic because mm-hmm. when we get our hands on a sweet, then we're going to gorge like maniacs. Right, you know? right. We got to learn how to, to have this stuff in balance. And my concern right now seeing like especially like your generation because I'm like a generation ahead um, and my kids when they were little we didn't I didn't I had a pager yeah <laughs> I still remember my pager number I had it for clients pretty much but I didn't have like a phone or anything at the time when they were really little and and I'm seeing even in myself this this massive you know addiction and mm. pull and there's you know all kinds of science behind that and, and research behind that but there's a pull toward us being on these things 24-7. And, and what I thought about, I, I, I was thinking about this as my kids were like early teens. I was thinking about, God, what would it have been like for me when my kids were little if I had had this stuff in mm-hmm. my hand all the time? And I started to really think about it. And I'm not like, you know, I'm not like, my favorite thing isn't sitting 
writing and blogging and stuff like that, right. even though I really should. Yeah. Um, but this blog poured out of me at that time. And, and what I was writing about was that I remember like taking my children to a duck pond and, you know, we'd hand, I'd hand them the bread. We, we lived in New York in the suburbs and we had this beautiful duck pond near us and they'd throw bread to the ducks and I'd be like, yeah, and their little legs would kick and I'd be like, oh. It's so cute and whatever. And then after a while, you know, the bread was gone and we were just yeah. hanging out and I had like a million hours to kill until dinner time. Right. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And every once in a while I'd look down at them and I'd, I'd, I'd take it in or I'd look at the ducks and I'd take it in and I was bored and then I'd look at them again and whatever. But what I realized, you know, further along was what if I had had a phone then? Yeah. I would have watched them for about two seconds and then I would have been checking my emails while they were distracted with the throwing of the bread. Yeah. And so number one, I would have missed out on a lot. Number two, I wouldn't have been engaged with them in that moment yeah. at all. And so they wouldn't have been able to look at me and sort of like joint reference me and be like, look, mommy, look, I'm throwing yeah. to the ducks. And he opened his mouth and all of that. I would have just been like, yeah, and like looking away from them on my phone. So my big fear right now for you guys is that – a, I think parents are missing out on important moments a lot of the time. And B, children don't feel that their parents are present. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you guys know, I am the most moderate human being on earth. I'm not sitting here today yeah. saying, so therefore everybody get off your phone every waking moment that your kid, you know, mm -hmm. is, no. is present or in, in your presence or whatever. Right. I don't believe in that at all. I'm talking about moderation. So I really think that in order for our children to feel important mm -hmm. and to feel like they are that 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 we will we will choose to be present with them over our technology at times right i believe in creating no tech times that are basic rules in your head and in your maybe your spouse's head mm -hmm. okay and making it simple that way because if if you just kind of randomly try to be off your phone at various times it kind of yes. never happens you know it needs to be a, it needs to be a rule yeah, a right rule. and so so what I did with that as my kids were older and tech started to, you know, penetrate every crevice of our lives is I um, I made our tech times the following, okay? One was when I went to pick them up at school or drop them off at school. So I would say to myself, like, even if I was working at the time and I would say, you know, part-time and I would yeah. say to people that I was on, like, I had to have phone meetings with, clients, anybody who I was working with, big, yeah. you know, big, like, business people, whatever, I would say, listen, I'm going to pull up to Emma, even in high school, I'm going to be pulling up to pick her up in carpool line and when she when I see her at three around three o'clock mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to drop immediately yeah. right I told them in advance she could get in the car I would turn off I would get off my my call always she got in the car she was in high school at that point yeah, yeah. I'd be like hi how was your day sometimes she was like total, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and she was in a bad mood and whatever, and it didn't matter. I yeah. did not get back on my phone. Right. If she decided she wanted to talk to me and be nice to me, That's, <laughs> I was ready yeah. to listen, yeah. right? I get her home, you know, when she was younger, get them a snack, whatever. And then I went right back on my phone and I was like, I got to do stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But when I first uh, reunited with her at pickup time, mm -hmm. or if I was dropping her off, or she they were running to me from preschool or whatever it was and going like, mommy, 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 mommy. My phone was mm -hmm. off. I wasn't like, hi, like putting my hand out to them and being like, hold on, I'm on the phone yeah, right yeah. now. You know? So I think that's an easy one, pick up and drop off at school. I think another easy one <laughs> dun, 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 <laughs> is mealtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had so, to tell my husband. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he wants Bo to have no iPad during dinner because yeah. we used to let him, but I was yeah. like, we've remove that because he oh, wasn't eating. Really? Right. Oh. Right. And I was like, okay, then you can't have your phone. Right. Right. What, that's not fair. Exactly. Yeah. So a part of this also is going to be modeling. But in terms of the, the couple biggies, I'll just say real quick. Yeah. 
dinner time, I think, is one. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, and that is the one time I'm so like not judgmental about like pretty much anything. But do, when I see kids glued to their um, iPads at dinner at a restaurant, I'm like, why don't we get a babysitter and just leave right. it at home? Like, right. what's the point? Like, if you guys want to talk and have your adult dinner, yeah. unless we're at like a very long holiday dinner mm-hmm. and you guys have to stay and it's at a fancy place and it's like, my kid is going to be screaming the whole time. I got to yeah. put them, you know? So what that if, would be, What if yeah. some of these moms are like, well, I don't have money for a babysitter and my right. kid won't listen at dinner, but that doesn't mean that I'm never going to go out to dinner. What would you say to them? Does it take a couple months to get them off of the iPad to yeah. give them, you you know, you try everything. You bring stickers. You bring yeah. pencils. Like we, I know some we moms- do half and half time. Yeah, mm-hmm. we make him color mm-hmm. when we get there mm-hmm. and order, and then obviously he's eating when his food comes. And when he's right. done with his dinner, he can watch while right. we're finishing ours. Because right. usually they bring the kids food yeah, first. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You want to find like a mod, like a modification. And and to me, the most important thing is for you to sit your kids down at their verbal and say, "Listen, for a really long time, we when we go out to dinner, we've been taking the iPad, and you get to watch the whole time. But you know, mo- mommy, and th- again, this is where." that circle back where that almost repair thing happens, right? You can change anything with your children at any time. If you sit them down, you have a family meeting and say, you know what? We were thinking about this and we were realizing our family doesn't talk Mm. when you're on the, when you're on the iPad. And so we think mommy and daddy made a mistake that we let you watch the iPad the whole time. We want to talk to you. We miss you. We want to hear about your day and what you colored and blah, blah, and what slide you went on at school and blah, blah. So I think you can circle back and you can modify. Mm -hmm. The most important point here is that you're, you're modeling for them. You know what? We could let technology, all of us, we could let technology take over our entire lives, but we are choosing not to for these reasons because that's what your kids will take into their adulthood. And I am scared right now for this generation of kids because if this isn't taught, if these roots aren't built, what are they going to be like when they grow up? I know because we have the addiction. So let's like, yeah. like help them. What you, I'm so addicted to my phone. I, I, have to write, I have to write on my windshield, don't text and drive. And I have to <laughs> Been helping me. <laughs> totally. Not kidding. Like it's yep. I, I hate myself every day and I finally yep. took a pen. You know what I did was I got an Apple Watch. It's like that looks links with my phone. So when I first wake up in the morning, I'll hear the babies up. He's sleep trained like Jill taught us. Yeah. So he can chill for a minute. So <laughs> that's when I go through my emails. Like I just mm-hmm. go through yep. quickly because I go to yep. bed at like 830. <laughs> so I have a lot of texts and emails yeah. from mm-hmm. normal people that are still awake <laughs> or whatever. And I go through all of that and then I leave my phone in my bedroom. I do everything with my kids and I'm on the floor with them. I make them breakfast. I switch with my husband. I go back in to make sure I haven't missed anything, get everybody off to school. And then I'll take the baby for a walk. And as I'm like pushing him or whatever, I'll kind of like scroll. scroll through my phone, whatever. But then especially in the afternoon, because I have my watch, I can, I leave my phone in another room and I'll see who's calling and I'll see sh- Mm. Is it worth me getting up instead of having it? Because when it's near me, I'm checking Instagram. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, and it's keeping it far away has allow- allowed me to kind of have a better relationship aside from my kids, like my own thing of just, yeah. you know, yeah. feeling like if it's next to you, you're going to look yeah. at it. It, it is very, very, very addictive. Did you sure. guys see, um, I think it was Robin Roberts that did that special a couple months ago. Did you see that about, they they tested, I think I talked to you about this, um, They little kids, they put a mom or dad in the room with a little kid and they oh, made yeah. the mom or dad uh, text and not, yes. and not respond. Yes. And it was so hard for the parents, but it was, you know, it was a, 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 a yeah. experiment. It was so sad. And I got to be honest, I, you know, I'm guilty of it too. And 
I try first thing in the morning, I think is really important to not be on your phone. Like when you first yeah. get the kids up, because then they're going to be like, hello. But the other day I was with someone, my son was trying to get his attention and he goes, he's kept calling the name. I'm going to say his name is, you know, Jason, Jason, Jason. I'm sitting there. Jason, Jason, look at me. Watch this, Jason. Watch this, watch this. And for 20 times, he oh, just God. sat there. He did not hear my son. Oh, my and God. I was like, this is me. This could be me probably. And I am I am so sad right now that my son is trying to get someone's attention. Yeah. And he's just so phased out yeah. onto his Instagram. And well, it's like that Seinfeld joke where he was like, you sit down at the table for dinner with somebody and they put their phone down in between you. And you're like, yeah. I would love to have this dinner with you. But just so you know, anybody that contacts me on this phone is more important. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. I, so that leads me into something I really want to say. Okay. Okay. So there were a thousand kids that were interviewed for a book on this subject. Okay. That were young kids and they expressed their emotions around this topic. They felt that their parents found them boring Mm -hmm. and considered their parents' phones stupid. They wanted to throw them in the potty. Mm. Okay. Kids learn to act out to get our attention if they're not getting any attention, okay? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean 24 hours a day of attention. Of that course. is not what I'm saying. We're talking about enough deposits to fill them up mm. so that they can then let go and allow you to withdraw. Yeah. And withdrawal means going into your phone and all that. Another thing, there was a really interesting article, in the L- I think it was the LA Times a while ago, a few years ago, and they were saying, if you're on your phone, when you are coexisting with your kids and you're not paying attention to them and you are on your phone, it's helpful to tell them what you're doing on your yes. phone, okay? Yes. I don't know if you guys have ever talked about that before. <laughs> no. But like, but like if you're looking at your phone, you're like, I'm going to text daddy right now and ask him if he can bring home dinner tonight because I am too tired to cook. Right. And then I need to order diapers for the baby. So I'm going to go on Amazon and then I'm just going to put our pictures that we took from today into a file or whatever. You know what I mean? Like talk out loud. I had loud. that yesterday. Bo was like, mommy, I was on my phone and he's like, mommy, play hockey with me, play hockey with me. I had the baby on my hip and I was yeah. like, Bo. I am texting my manager right now to say that I'm playing with you and that I'm going to call him when you go to bed. Is that okay? You got to let me finish it though. You have to, and he he was kind of persisting, persisting. I was like, Bo, Uh if you want me to play with you, you have to let me send this email. Right. He was like, okay. Yeah, and I've never done say, that before. I know how frustrating. That's awesome. And you can say to him, I know it's frustrating to wait for a mommy. I get it. Right. This yeah. is so frustrating. Right. I'm frustrated when I have to wait for people too. I want to say one other thing about this. I know because you want to shift into the kid uh, screen well, time we, stuff. Well, we have questions. But, I okay. think people more want to just okay. feel. But really ahead. quick, I just have to say, I've lately been giving the option for the moms, all the moms. And I, I see yeah, 100 plus women a week, basically, mm-hmm. in my groups. Yeah. And we talk about this topic in our groups. And everyone's like, okay. Hey, this is great. We hear it. We hear it. But how are we going to get our husbands on board or our partners on board, right. right? And so I started to open up this opportunity for for couples nights where guys come too. And you see the guys come into it's been extremely I mean, popular. To, when is your, is your Extre- next one coming up? It's well, I'll get you in somewhere. It's sold out. I'm going to create okay, more okay. dates. I'm just like, whenever crazy. you yeah, do yeah, the yeah, next I'll one, we'll come. Yeah, okay. it's really re- so it, like immediately, like everybody's kind of dragging their husbands yeah. to it, right? The first one you had, we were out of town. Right, like, right, we'll right. Go out to dinner after. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And like, so they walk in and their heads are down for Uh most of them. And they walk in and they're like, really? I have to be here after Mm -hmm. work from seven to nine o'clock. 
And the first thing I say to them is, do not worry. I am not going to tell you to get off your phone all the time. So don't even worry. By the end of the talk, it is unbelievable how much these guys have turned around. Because what we're really saying is, listen, your kids are not seeing your eyes when you walk in the door when when your phone is Mm -hmm. in your hand. Why don't we do this instead? Sit in the car. I mean, this is for moms too that are coming home from work. Sit in the car and just like uh. once you park... Finish your last most important emails for a little bit, okay? Say to yourself, I'm going to turn off the phone when I walk in. So both hands are open. I have straight on eye contact with my kids. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask them a few questions about them. I'm going to be really genuinely happy to see them with a sparkle in my eye. I'm going to give them 15 minutes and I'm going to say, hey, guys, daddy's going to go throw on my sweats or or mommy or whoever. Mm -hmm. Stay with whoever or, you know, you can come up with me. I need to do a couple things and then we can play or start your bedtime routine or whatever it is. But you can even get back on it at that point, but just put it down for little doable, manageable yeah, bite-sized yes, chunks of time. Yes. It will make all the difference in your children's feeling that they are important, by the you. way, and so your helpful. spouse. Uh, well, yeah. Hello. <laughs> I mean, that too. Like, I, yeah. I have a cutter. Yeah. Cutter, he works so much and he only gets so much time at home to, like, also care about, like, the home things, like his Amazon orders or the things that he wants and do. In the, and I get that. Okay. But in the morning, I've said to him, you spend... 30 minutes standing because we have a very like open house and he's like I mean you're standing at the counter and you can see us but you're on the phone he's like but I'm not texting my friends like I'm doing things and I was like I get it but like I need you here with me Mm -hmm. on the ground like this is you're he cuts home after bedtime most Mm -hmm. of the time Mm so like I need you need to be very specific about that for me it's not just my kids like it's for me like I want these family moments like I want you need to tell them it's almost like what's the point of being here what's the point of all well what's the point of all of this really yeah I think you need to I mean this this starts with a philosophy. And so if you sit down with him over a glass of wine or something when you're not around your kids and you say, you know what, honey, I just don't want to get to the place one day where we turn around and go, what happened again? And yeah. like our entire young lives, you know, like let's just try to create like a little rule. Like you get up in the morning, go jam on your emails, like set a little timer for f- 15 minutes. And then I'd love you to just come and give me a hug. Yeah. And like every morning, like if we can't do these little things, like what is this all for? Yeah. You know, totally little things, little totally, things. totally, totally yeah. hold that thought. We're going to take just a quick break. Every car comes with its share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date, the luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer. While you can't put a price tag on your stories, now with TrueCar, you can at least find out what your car's worth when it's time to sell or trade it in. Just go to TrueCar, simply enter your license plate number, and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions. Navigation and moonroof? Watch as they bump up your value. High mileage? You already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. Once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hey there, Rob Sesternino from Rob as a Podcast. And if you're a Big Brother fan, you know the summer is all about one thing, watching crazy people locked in a house on Big Brother. And we've got episode recaps after every episode with the past house guests talking about all the updates from the game and the gossip from the live feed. Listen to Rob as a Podcast exclusively on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. And if you love the show, why don't you share it or even leave us a rating and review. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. 
All right, slightly shifting gears a little bit. So a lot of our listeners and us too, like have questions and just sort of, you know, I think fears too about screen time with kids because everybody has different situations. And, you know, if you're with your full-time stay-at-home mom, you know, 24-7 with your kids, like sometimes like having a little bit of TV or some videos like is helpful reprieve for you during the day and for the craziness during the day. So I have specific questions for you, but I think people just need to be made to feel better that it's okay to be honest. But I mean, I I, will get specific. So anti-extreme anything because I know I, I was trained in system family system. So it's like looking at every aspect and how it's going to affect, affect everything and kind of the outcome. You cannot take that narrow of a view that you can never do anything that will give you any kind of respite because it's going to come back to haunt you in another way. You're going to mm. be mean. You're going to be yelling. Mm. You're going to be, you know, so it's like, it's like putting this all together in a balanced way. Yes. You can't be extreme about anything. Yes. As far as I'm concerned. Okay, great. Anyway. Because I'll start, I'll start just with myself. So I have the news on in the morning, usually. And then once my son gets up, it's it's obviously too terrible. So yes. I have to shut that off. Yes. And we put music videos on. So it's like more music. Although today I had to shut it off because it was like this Cardi B video. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't think you should be watching this. But then a lot of the time when I'm cooking lunch or dinner, I'll have the iPads for the two of them. And like Jack, he's only one. He watches his Elmo video and he calls out. Like he'll be like, bells, drums, books. So I don't feel bad because I'm like, he's retaining something from this yep. and Bo gets 10 minutes of whatever videos he wants and then he has to watch or play something educational like that's our deal right and Bo is I let Bo start watching the iPad when he was one as well yeah. and playing like letter games and things and now it's gone to the point where like I have to ask him to use he's it over it because he does it's not like this special thing I'll be like Bo can you play with your iPad it's for not a minute the forbidden fruit exactly so <laughs> it's worked yeah. out for me I don't yeah. know if this is but okay so let me get more to our moms. They're more important. Okay. okay so uh, again, so one mom says, I have so much guilt about this, but is a little iPad time okay for my one-year-old? That's what I do. Yeah. So, wh- okay. So let's start with what you're going to hear, like the really anti-anti people say, which is that any child that's under two years old that can't understand the or comprehend the content of what they are watching, it's basically useless for them. It's mm-hmm. not teaching anything until they're, you know, roughly 18 months. To, that's why the AAP says two years old, because right. there's no benefit in it when they're younger. There's, there can be a lot of benefit when they're older and, and sure. in the education that you're talking about. But when they're younger, they're not really... They might, you know, they might identify and label a little bit, but there's not like a ton of like pluses in it. And then of course, if you are sitting your child in front of it for hours and hours and hours, it can be negative because play is the most important thing in childhood, right? But (laughs) if this mother's saying that she puts her her one-year-old in front of the iPad so she can take a break here and there, yeah. I mean, again, you know, I feel very, very strongly that there is, sure, there's like, let's not do it at all until they're two because there's no benefit, but there's also the reality of family life and there's the reality of being burnt and there's the reality of yeah. trying to survive especially if you don't have a lot of help but even when you do have help you st- it's still there are moments where you have to cook dinner you have to go to the bathroom or you have to make a really urgent phone call or whatever and that those moments happen every day 
for all of us pretty yeah. much, right? And so I absolutely think it is fine for that child to be watching a little bit of iPad. The general rule that I tell my groups, that, you know, I just use it as, as a rule of thumb, is no more than 10% of your child's day should be spent on anything technological. But yeah. you do have 10% and yeah. you want to choose that carefully. Mm-hmm. You don't want to let your caregiver use that 10%. Right. If you have one or grandma, well, you want to save that for you. Like, I'm not being paid to do this, <laughs> right. so I'm the one that can do this. That's exactly right. So we want to be thinking roughly 10% of their day, okay? And so we're talking about, you know, obviously for a little one, they don't really understand anything they're watching. So, right. you know, so they whatever it is that you want to show them. But ideally, we're always thinking something pure and wholesome, yes. like a Sesame Street type thing or, you know, something like that. The danger comes in the slippery slopeness of it. And so that to me is the, is the other side of the coin. It's like, I really think that moms need respite at times. And so that might be, think about what those times are. Again, I think when you plan in advance a little bit and you say, you know, every day I am pretty much losing my mind by 4.30. Yeah. I'm about to have to cook dinner. I am fried beyond belief. I've had no help today or I have had help today or whatever. I've worked and then come home, whatever it is. Um, that is the time that my children will be able to watch a little bit so I can, I can breathe. And that's yeah. after I've said hello and filled them up if I've just come home from work or whatever it is. But that's the time that my children can do it. Um, it's going to be limited. I'm going to set a timer for myself. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to know that the show ends after 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And when I start to hear those credits rolling, which I was always so bummed out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, it's over already? It's freaking 20-minute shows. <laughs> oh, my God. It goes so fast. Yeah. Um, but when those credits roll, that's it. We're going to turn it off. Now, for older children, the, the more specific you are about when they're allowed to watch for any verbal child, the better off you're going to be with their behavior just in terms of like them not having massive meltdowns on a daily basis. If you're haphazard about when you let them watch, they're going to always be asking you, right? Right. If you say, we don't watch TV or whatever you want to call it, or videos or play with anything, um, we there are two times that Bo gets to watch it. One in the morning when I'm trying to sleep in for another 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and the second time when I'm trying to make dinner for another 20 minutes or whatever it is or half an hour and half an hour, whatever it is. The rest of the day, sweetheart, you know, I don't want you to be watching this stuff because you don't get to play and move your body and do all the things that are really healthy for you. And mommy loves you too much to let you watch too much, but a little bit is okay. It's kind of like sweets, you know, I'll let you have some sweets, but I don't want to give you so many sweets that you're going to be sick later and vomiting or whatever. So I'll let you do a little, but I love you too much to have more. And then when they say, but can I just watch one more? Yeah. It's, oh God, wouldn't it be cool if we could just like watch TV all the time and it was good for us? Yeah. The problem is it's not and mommy loves you and I can't let you, but I get how you're really into it. Right? Right. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Could it delay physical milestones? Again, I really believe only in ex- with extreme use. And Got so it. we're really talking about, I mean, like babies need to be on the floor. They need to be moving their body. Toddlers need to be, you know, pulling up to standing, whatever they're doing, cruising, walking, whatever it is. Um, your older children need to get their, their energy out and, you know, and move yes. and all that kind of thing. Um, so we're talking about in more when you're going over that 10% a day and you start bleeding into the 25% zone and then the 30% zone and you're really letting it rip. That's where, yeah, that kids can have all, they can have obesity, they can, you know, can create obesity, it can create all kinds of problems if we're not really limiting it. And and by the way, when we talk about technology, we're not talking about 
only talking about the eye everythings. We're also talking about the bleepy blinky automatic toys, like the dancing Elmo that just sits and dances for them, you know? Yeah. And like where they're not the light up toys. Any, the flash. light up toys, exactly. We call them bleepy blinky. But yeah. Yeah. Like anything that just flashes and it just, you know, just does absolutely nothing except just bleep, bleep, bleep. And our, yeah. our children, especially babies, are, are, are very, um, they're wired and they're very sensitive to being attracted to those fast moving images. And so if we want to create a good attention span for our children, yeah. we don't want to have them fill up on too much of that where they start to lose their ability to attend and figure out and slow down. Yeah. So again, this is, uh, this is, I mean, I know it's easier to glom onto an extreme, but I'm not an extremist. I think you can do it a little, but m- the majority of their time needs to be in, in all kinds of yeah. places. So yeah. I just want to say for me really quickly, I, it's not like Daisy has never seen Sesame Street. Uh-huh. Very recently, she's one and a half. Very recently, like Milo was watching it and she sat there for a few minutes. Yeah. And I was telling you guys before, I just have this rule in my head that my kids didn't really watch TV until they were two. I mean, we went on trips with Milo and he watched the iPad, but the iPad is kind of like a vacation thing for us. Right. Right. It's not really out. And I don't know. It just, it isn't. I don't know. I'm just not an iPad watcher. I'm also not a big TV watcher. So like that is just not on all the time. Yeah. But, um, but I just like stuck with that. And also like I, you know, read articles that sometimes freak me out, sometimes don't. I read them about like ADHD and about, you know, um, who knows like what it could cause. I'm not, I'm not super strict. Like I, it's not like my older sister and I love her and she's very adamant about this. When they were babies, she would turn them around and leave the room. Yeah. I'm not like that. I wouldn't, you know, leave a friend's house if the TV was on. Um, but with that said, I was telling you guys this before for me, it's like a slippery slope because once I start putting my daughter in front of the TV, even for 10 minutes, I'm going to, I personally going to want to do it more and more. And so for me, I have waited because it's just so easy Mm -hmm. and I'm always so overwhelmed. So like I've gone this far. So like awareness. That's well, such it's, good it, self-awareness. It, it's true. It's I'm going to start getting yeah. addicted to putting her in front of the TV. Right. So I, I've gone this far, right. so I'm just going to wait it out. And I agree. I think, you know, I mean, I think you, that is, that's a really good thing to know about yourself. It's way tempting for you. It's just like, oh God, once I start, like this is like opening Pandora's box and you know what? Then don't. And if you can, if you can for anybody, if there's a, if, for anybody who's like, you know what? I am full on like Waldorf and I'm not ever going, I'm going to wait to expose. You're going to have to expose them at some point because yeah. that's the way the whole of world course, operates and course. you can't make it this foreign thing you're gonna make your kid like an alien right, <laughs> you know? yeah. right. Um, but but it's about learning to use it in moderation modeling using it in moderation talking to them about mommy's gonna put my phone down because I've been on it a lot and I want to play and I want to move my body and I want to do some. I want to go work out or do something different you know like yeah. model that moderation yes. as well but for you right now I mean the AAP says no TV for kids under two but they even say they even say, you know, here, a, yeah. a little bit here and there yeah. isn't going to necessarily hurt. It's it's just they have to make a global statement because if too many parents just listen to, oh, it's okay, they're going to have eight hours of it's okay. Right. Yes. And that's not okay. Right. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Is there a relation to aggression and bad behavior? For different kids will feel differently after watching shows. So one of the things I also did want to say, and I'm glad you're asking this question, is that you have to kind of pay attention to how your child asks, I mean, acts after, after. you turn off um, a certain show, a certain thing or whatever, right? Whether it's technology yeah. or, or TV oh. or video or whatever. Because for some children, and also you have to think about what they're watching and whether that also is coming into play. But you, you, you know, if your child gets really riled up even watching Sesame Street and it's really difficult to calm down and sort of really like... So just, like after they watch 
watch the video they get. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing everybody should pay attention to is like, how does your, once you, I mean, some of them might be tantruming because they don't want to turn it off, right? right? So take that into account. But, but once you sort of, made a routine where they know they're allowed to watch X and at X time and X time and then it's going off and so they're not tantruming so much anymore because you've held your ground the whole time. If they seem really agitated and they can't focus and they're really like in an icky space, then you may want to – that might be a child that doesn't do so well with it where mm. there are other children that are like, that was really nice and relaxing and I'm happy I watch TV and now like I'm going to have a snack and go play and they're okay. Yeah. So every child – might look a little different. Got it. That. And I yeah. remember you told me, Mommy and Me, my son is very hyper and not in an aggressive way. He just w- wants to move, 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 move. He's and a I, liver of and life. Yeah, he is. He, he's a liver of life. <laughs> and amazing. I remember you said to me, you maybe parking him in front of a TV for 20 minutes is not a bad thing for him. It calms his body. Right. And I do that. Right. And it right. really does. Like I put on Daniel Tiger and he's yeah. good. He's Well, and Daniel Tiger, I mean, the thing, again, you know, like some of these shows, once they, once your child is old enough to comprehend the content of what they're watching, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of research on the benefits yes. of a lot of these shows. And yeah. again, moms, I'm not saying like turn it on for eight hours and they'll only get smarter. <laughs> but the truth Unless is Unless you're on like, an airplane. <laughs> exactly. You know, Okay, I remember my daughter when she was like in her twos was in like a little bit of a biting phase and I had been telling her like using all my tricks and whatever and like, you know, biting hurts other people. What else can we bite? Here's a biting ring. Here's a da-da-da, whatever. Don't bite your brother. And one day there was this this video that was talking about, you know, various behavioral issues and had like a little Muppet guy that was like acting out like all the various behavioral things that kids could go through. So the kid would make a mistake and then this little guy would be like, it's okay. You're a kid. You can do it better, whatever. And then he'd show them how to do it right. So it, one one was with biting, and he came in. He's like, "It's okay, you know. Instead of biting, you can, you know, just go until you're feeling better, whatever. But biting really hurts, and blah blah." Right. I saw my daughter sitting on the couch, like <gasps> taking it in. Wow! Wow! She never bit again. Wow! <laughs> so sometimes Muppets can be the greatest. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> I wish Mr. Rogers. I wish. I wish Mr. Rogers had a furry alive. suit to wear every once in a while. I know, exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. We, do you want I me to come over? One. Do you want me to sure. come over? And, yeah, you can be like Elmo's coming over to teach yeah. us about biting. Right. That's yeah. a great idea. I love it. Always tell people of course like you taught me this write a book and people are yeah. like i'm not gonna like i don't draw i go stick okay. figure i'm i swear to god sometimes yeah. i'm like am i jill spivak like i'm like <laughs> I, I like want to be you um i'm oh. like i tell everyone I'm like write a book yeah. if you're having an issue yeah. write a book yeah. get computer paper and stick figure it and i swear to god it works it's worked Powerful. for sleeping stuff for yes. tv for behavior for this for that yeah i don't know how much you guys have talked about that on on the podcast before but but making I've a little stick figure book um where there's just something very powerful about a child having a visual, um, as well as you just saying, you know, it's not nice to bite your brother. This really hurts him. He gets sad, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's really helpful to just make a little stick figure book that illustrates the story where they are the star of it. And you're really speaking directly to what's, I mean, there's a lot of good pre-made books too out on yeah. the, in, in the world that they can buy on biting. But I think it's even cooler when you're like, you know, like my kids are Jake and Emma, like um, for a little while, Emma, when she gets mad at Jakey because he pushes her or whatever, she decides she's going to bite him and bite him hard. And then you turn the page when Emma bites, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not going to go through all the details, yeah. but basically it's really helpful to make a book about your kid. And I'm telling you guys, I draw like <laughs> worse than a kindergartner <laughs> and I've made 30 bucks on all the oh, issues yeah. from my books. Yeah. Totally helps. It's yeah. the best. Helps. All right. Three yeah. quick, quick yeah, questions. Yeah. Um, what's the fascination with the unboxing videos? 
can, do you know, like, what? What, why do kids love, like, these surprise egg unboxing videos? I'm not. I don't, oh, you have no idea. I know what you're you know, talking about. You know what I'm Once about. it came up on YouTube, and I was like, this is, is it YouTube? Wait, there's like millions of these I videos. Think, Parents make so much money from these videos. I think it's a YouTube thing. They basically thing. got either Play-Doh or a box. And they, it's just like literally the kid just stares of them opening it. And to I, see what's in it? Yeah, I don't it's know. bizarre. I have to admit I have not seen All right, that. That Sorry. was a mommy question. Sorry. I've seen yeah. one on YouTube and I turned it off. It was really weird. Mm. All right, two more questions. What are activities for... So my, one mom said, what are activities for my two-year-old while I need to cook and clean if the iPad is not working out for us? Right. Or TV is not working. They won't sit in front of the TV or anything like that. Right. Maybe. I mean, one of the things that can be helpful is is actually getting your kid involved in cooking. I know. Mm. That's like, or eh. the cleaning, right? But, or the cleaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, giving them a job can yeah. sometimes be helpful. Especially um, two. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's this learning tower. Have you guys heard about that or have you ever had one? Yeah, we have one. Yeah. Do you like it? Love it. Yeah. I mean, so some so this learning tower is like this, this little... To, what, how do it's, you, like it's like a step stool, stool, right, right. stool and it surrounds like your child so they can't yeah. fall off. And you could give them like a job helping cooking with you. Yeah. You can get those um, knives that are not sharp and they can right. cut carrots. And- right, 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 right. Yeah. So that's one thing. I mean, obviously, like one of the things that's helpful in any of these kinds of situations when you're like, oh, God, I really need my kid to be, you know, doing something right now. And um, they're going to be difficult is to save, like have a bag or a box of like fantastic mm. toys. Yeah. That they never get to see unless you're in those situations. So I like, so it's like going on an airplane and buying a cup, like some new toys yeah. or getting a tissue box and having like cotton balls in it mm, and they can yes. start pulling out and putting in the cotton balls. I mean, it depends on the age of the child, obviously, because yeah. we don't want them eating cotton balls. Right. Someone told me to do that when I was breastfeeding Daisy. Yeah. So get that one box out that yeah. Milo plays with only Great when I'm breastfeeding. Yeah. A roll of tape and they can like stuff that you can get off easily that they can like put tape on totally. like, you know, like painter's tape. Yeah. yeah. Rip off pieces and let them like put God it on or make a picture tape. on like the counter. Stickers. Uh, <laughs> stickers. Yes. Things totally. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But new uh, toys that they don't get to play with a lot that are pretty fabulous that they only get to play with when you're desperate, I think, are key. Okay, last question. Um, Is it okay to use as a threat to take away? I mean, I feel like this may be more of a behavior show question. No, it's no? okay. I mean, so saying if you don't get it out of the bath, I'm I do taking that. TV away. Yeah, if you keep doing this, I'm taking your iPad away yeah. for two days. Long, but you stick I just with did it. it. But you right. stick with it. I put right. it very high up yep. where I would need to get a step stool for it. So yep. I'm not tempted to get it because last night even he goes, I ate all my dinner. I've been really good this afternoon because he threw his iPad at his brother in the morning, uh, yesterday morning. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, you lost it. Yeah. You lost it. Yeah. And, and, and he was like, I was like, I understand you've been very good and I appreciate that, but yeah. no, you can't get it back yet. Right, right. So, I mean, it's interesting because I, I always like to try to tie whatever consequence or whatever it is to the beha- to what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like if you're not getting out of their bath, it doesn't really make sense that they don't get iPad time tomorrow. Like there's no connection. Got but it. the fact that he threw the iPad, I think what I, you know, in my ideal, like when I, I was totally clear as a mom moment yeah. kind of thing. I might say, oh, bummer. When kids throw iPads, they don't get to play with the iPad for the rest of the day because that's not safe. So, so I if guess it's I'm involving gonna... the iPad, yeah. it's okay for yeah. So what would you do yeah. if the kid won't get out of the bath, which isn't like the most horrible thing in my eyes because they're cozy in the bath, you know? I but... would just say to my child who won't get out of the bath, sweetie, you know, bedtime is at 7.30, so we have to make a choice right now. I need you to – hold on. I get on their level. Uh-huh. Say, I need Milo, I need you to make a choice right now, honey. I know you're having a lot of fun in the bath, but bedtime is at 7.30. 
1030 and we still have the have tos. Yeah, the brushing the teeth and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, the have tos oh. are we got to brush your teeth. We got to get your underwear and, or PJs or yeah. diaper on or whatever it is. Um, and we got to put you in bed and give you a kiss. Now, the fluff it's is the books. your books, right? So you yes, say, right, would you rather stay in the bath, but then we only will have time for one yes. book or no books? Yep. Or would you rather get out of, make a choice and get out of the bath in two more minutes and then we'll have time for all three yes. books? What's your choice? Now, if they're like, I don't know. You know, or whatever, something like that, then you can say, okay, I'm going to let you stay in the bath. And I'm figuring right now, looking at my watch, we have time for two books. Mm -hmm. I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a heads up again when it's going to become one One book. book. But it's not like, it's not like you're going to lose books, you know? In an ideal world, it's more like, let's make a decision together. Now, if your child stays in the bath and they've already, there are no books anymore because you're going to run out of time, I would say, okay, it's time to get out of the bath. Do you want to get out yourself or do you want mommy to take you out? And if they're like, I'm not getting out of the bath, mommy will decide right away. You pick them up, you take uh-huh. them out of the bath, you get them dressed, and you put them down, and you do not read books. And Follow you don't through. go, I told you. You say, oh, I, and then when they say, what about books? You say, well, honey, I think, you know, you chose to stay in the bath too long mm. tonight, so we don't have time. I'm so sorry. I know. I know. It's a bummer when we mm. choose one thing and we don't have yeah. time for another. And then you put them in bed and walk. Neil and I are very – I'm bad at follow-through. Like all <laughs> empty are? threats. Yeah. Um, and like I'll be like no books and then, mm. you know, I'll do it. Sometimes. So half and half. Right. But um, but yeah, we do no books or no songs because they – for some reason, they love out, my voice. Run out of time. No, but no songs oh, well, is a your threat. Voice, hello. That's a serious punishment. But Milo's like, no songs. You have to sing "Twinkle Twinkle" to me. I think it's like a thing that he needs yeah, before bed. It is. I um, love that bedtime routine. And yeah, sometimes I'm like, no, there no, no song. Right. That's it. We'll talk about consistency. Yes, <laughs> Nita, um, help me. That's the, that's our next show. With <laughs> yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Jill. Thank you because I think you probably made a lot of mommies, including me, feel a lot better. But we're not letting you go yet. We will be right back with some shitty mommy. Hold on. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we are back with some shitty mommy. All right, we're going to read two listeners, and then we're going to throw it to Jill. So this one is from Colette, her shitty mommy moment. Shitty mommy! So sometimes I will give my two-year-old a little smack on her behind. I know I'm awful. I don't do it hard and she wears a diaper, so I doubt she even feels it. Anyway, it backfired on me because yesterday when we were leaving our mommy and me class at the library, my daughter did not want to leave yet and I was being a bad mommy, quote, where she proceeded in front of everyone to give me a smack on my behind and scream at the top of her lungs, I spank your coolie, mommy. (laughs) Well, she got you. Sorry, Colette. Okay, now it's for Tracy. Adeline woke up around 3 a.m. because she had a dirty diaper. I changed her, got her back to sleep, and I went back to sleep. I realized this morning when I went in to get her out of the crib that I left said dirty diaper in the crib with her after I changed her and she was living her best life playing with it. Literal shitty mommy. Oh, shit. I have my own shit story with a crib, which I'll share one day. Remember I showed you that picture of my friend's daughter sleeping in the shit? Yes, we had something similar. Okay, Jill, do you have a shitty mommy story to share with us? Well, mine is a grown-up shitty mommy story. Oh, we like that. We need new perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, it it sort of goes along with with what we'll eventually talk about when we talk about behavioral stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I um, was in New York. My son just graduated from NYU uh, a few days ago. Congrats to you, too. Thank you. Congrats, Jake. Thank you. I'm extremely, yes, shout out to Jakey Jakes. Um, 
and we had a little time together. He's actually living in Berlin right now. He graduated early, a semester early, so he came back to walk the ceremony. Um, and he's been living in Berlin, just like trying it out and whatever. So he and I had a lot to do during the day just to sort of like like financial stuff. And he's mm-hmm. getting yeah. gifts from people and he had to make deposits. And he can totally do that himself. But we walked over to the bank together. And um, the bank, the woman that we were sitting with was like, oh, you're eligible for a cre- blah, blah credit card. And I, I'm a shitty mommy because I didn't like encourage him to get a credit card earlier than right now because I was like terrified of him having <laughs> right, a credit card. Right. Of course, you don't want him dead But finally, anything. I sort of bucked up and I was like, yeah, it is time. He's got to establish his own credit. He's 22 years old, yeah. whatever. So they start telling him about the interest and the this and the that. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, he is going to screw this up so mm. badly. And I start writing in my like m- massive list of things to do for next year. Like, yeah. remind Jake on May 22nd yeah, blah, 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 that he has to know that the credit is not going to be 0% yes, anymore. It's going to yes. go up. And then I was like, so, and I started to talk to him and he's like, mom, I'm a grown-up, like, you know, wow, and yeah. I was like, oh, my God, here I go again, like, trying to keep everything perfect and make sure he doesn't make a mistake or fall on his face. And and the, really, the, the, the main thing I want to say is, even though I teach this all the time and I try to stay aware of it all the time, I fall into this trap of, like, wanting to make sure that to, uh, to like protect my kids from making their own mistakes. But you're always, th- that's a job of a it's mother. It's a mom. Yeah. Like, and you're it a is, but mom. it is. But I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But the truth is, you guys, the job of a good mother is letting your kids sometimes fail. Fail. Mm. Amen. Well, we will leave you with that. Don't worry. We're yes. going to have Jill back. And I will close this out with a mama said. Mama said, the fastest known land mammal is a toddler who has been asked what is in their mouth. <laughs> have a great day, guys. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Thanks for listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. New episodes are available weekly at podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. The sponsors for this episode of Mama Said are The Citizenry. For a $50 gift voucher toward your first purchase of $200 or more, go to citizenrypodcast.com and enter code MAMA. TrueCar. For a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar.